Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to TFL Talking Trucks. On this episode, we're going to look a little bit deeper at the truck that I think most of us cannot wait to actually see and uh, get in and drive, which is the upcoming 2022 Toyota Tundra. And to do this, I'm joined uh, by a special guest. This is David Chow. And um, David Chow, I would like you to introduce yourself, but um, you have been kind of working in the automotive industry for what, over 30 years? Yes, yes. So first of all, thank you for inviting me, Andre. Really excited to be on TFL uh, podcast and uh, also very excited about talking about the Tundra, which all of us are patiently waiting for. But uh, yes, I spent my entire life in automotive engineering and manufacturing. And so I was born and raised in Japan, but grew up in the U.S. and Canada. And uh, for the last uh, 35 years, I have been working as an automotive consultant and engineer. So I'm sort of in the auto industry and uh, had worked for Toyota and suppliers. And so I've designed and built cars for a living. And I'm still teaching other companies how to implement and apply what we call Toyota Production System or TPS. And so that's my primary job. And I have a YouTube channel on the side with, to express my passion for cars. So thank you again for inviting me. Yeah, and of course your YouTube channel is Automotive Press, right? Yes, yeah, Automotive Press, all one word, correct. Yeah, yes. and AutomotivePress.com. So guys, if you wanna learn more and see what David is doing um, also on some of the upcoming vehicles and also truck, uh, car news, uh, you can check it out, of course. Uh, but David, I, I want to focus our discussion today on the Tundra. So we all know that the next generation Tundra is coming soon. Yes. Uh, Toyota, Toyota hasn't really de described or disclosed exactly the time frame. We have some unofficial reports, right? Uh, but um, you have, like you said, you have kind of, you know the process, you know the engineering process. Um, and the current Tundra has been mostly unchanged with a few updates, right? Mm -hmm. Correct. Since 2008-ish. Yes. So that means what? It's like, you know, 13 years approximately. Um, so first of all, uh, do you have any insight about, you know, why such a long life cycle, right? What's going on? Sure, sure. Yeah, so first, let me just touch base on the, the timing you mentioned about the Tundra. So we know for sure it's going to come out this year. So I suspect uh, the last quarter of this year, so between October and December, the Tundra should actually be officially be uh, unveiled. And a few months before that, we hope the Toyota will actually show us the concept version or something some kind of rendering or photo before that. But if you work backwards using engineering method, you know, we, we know for sure that Tundra is already in production at the San Antonio, Texas. So it's really just a matter of time. I, I suspect that you'll come out in the next couple of months. Um, so that's a big news, but coming back to your questions about the timing. So, you know, Toyota has a very interesting uh, strategy in terms of how they work with their cars and trucks. 
And so if something is doing reasonably well and it's a localized product, they don't necessarily change it very often. So for example, the Tundra is a North American product. They don't sell that in Asia. In Asia, they have the Hilux. And uh, that's a global product, so they'll spend more time engineering something like that that requires a higher, uh, more, uh, more often life cycle changes. And so it really depends on how the product is uh, interfaced within their lineup. And I'm a little bit surprised that Tundra took this long. That is definitely a surprise, but Toyota was very busy focusing on the hybrids and now the EV strategy. And so they're going to focus on what matters the most for their business and things that are selling reasonably well that people are not necessarily asking for a brand new version of it, they'll probably likely leave it for a long time. So that's one reason. Yeah, but also, I mean, they have updated the Tundra. So I say 2008, right? But in about 2013, 2014, they did a design update on right. the outside. Um, and then recently they added technology to the truck, right? Right. Um, a few years ago, they like added a trailer brake controller. Then more recently, they had different versions of the TRD Pro. Um, and then they entered the um, Toyota Safety Sense, right? So some of the assistance technologies uh, they have also added to their truck. So it's not like they just stepped away and forgot about it. <laughs> right? Of course, of course. Um, yeah. So, so they, yeah. So I, I think you know Toyota will continue to update the product and refine, but Toyota is a is a is a master of cost reduction and cost cutting, and they are the smartest people in the world when it comes to a, what we call cost containment, which is to maximize the value to customers while minimizing the cost of development and engineering. So, if they can up, keep on updating a product and and make it reasonably. Um, reasonably proactive in the marketplace, but not spend billions to redesign it, then they'll hold off, right? That's really the idea. And so the because the Tundra's platform is linked with other models, if they're going to change the Tundra, then they have to change the other models. So it's not just a singular model they're trying to redesign. It's linked to the Land Cruiser, which shares the platform, and the Sequoia, which is also shares la the, the platform. And of course, the, um, the Land Cruiser shares the platform, or it's almost a identical to Lexus LX, which also shares the platform with a GX, which is sold as Land Cruiser Prado in Japan. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, on and on and on, right? So there's a number of different models all linked together in the same platform. So in order to change the Tundra, they're going to have to also modify and change over all of those models, which is all happening in the next two years. Yeah, so it seems like... And I want to discuss kind of the platform a little bit, but also um, a little bit later in the podcast, I also want to discuss some of the renderings uh, that you did. Uh, there's one of them behind me. So if you're listening to us, uh, if you want to actually see what we're talking about, you can go to either our YouTube channel, TFL Talk, uh, for TFL Talking Trucks, or Automotive Press, uh, of course, with David. And you can kind of see some of the renderings of what the Tundra may look like um, depending, you know, uh, on in the information we currently have. So talk to me about this TNGA-F, is that correct? Yes, yeah. So TNGA, so first of all, TNGA stands for Toyota, Toyota New Global Architecture is their new phrase. But it is really basically what we used to call the platform engineering or synchronous engineering. These are terminology that we've been using for years. And 
Toyota, again, is uh, an absolute brilliant company when it comes to figuring out the best way to engineer and design and develop cars. But what happened over the, over the last uh, several years, maybe even over the last 20 years, is that you know, Akio Toyota, whom I've met many times, have said that uh, sometimes they suffer from big company disease. And so what happened was the platform got expanded to the point where they had you know, more than 50 different platforms that uh, covers all of their models throughout uh, throughout the world. So one of the reasons for TNGA platform is the fundamental change in how they design cars and trucks and to one, simplify and bring together all of the different uh, platforms so that there's only five or six instead of 50 or 60. So that's one reason. And so, for example, uh, the first TNGA car was the uh, TNGA-C, which is for the Prius. Mm -hmm. And then uh, came the Camry, RAV4, Venza, that's, they all share the same platform, which is the K platform. And then the Lexus LC and LS is the L platform. Uh, and then the, there's two, two new ones, which is the F platform for the trucks and then the E platform for the incoming EV EV models, right? So those are all the new TNGA, but, but there's a big misunderstanding what TNGA really is. Mm. And that is the TNGA really is the whole approach and the methodology for designing and developing cars. It doesn't just refer to the actual platform. And so how they design the car by bringing together all of the different areas of the business into one collaborative approach. We call that obeya in Japanese. It means one big room. And, and the way they allow the engineers to purchasing, manufacturers, suppliers come together and co-develop in a collaborative fashion in the shortest time possible, that's really the TNG approach. So loosely, we, we say TNG platform but it's actually TNGA methodology hmm. or approach. And so that's a, a fundamental change in the way they design and build cars together. But also um, in terms of getting into specific, that the structure is much more stiff, maybe 10 to 20% stiffer. And then they lower the, uh, some, of the, um, uh, some of the body line so that you have better visibility. And because the structure is stiffer, you can change the way suspension works with the body and improve the handling at the same time. So there is many, many benefits to the new TNGA platform. So, but you're talking about in general, right? So sure. So making the vehicle stiffer, not specifically to the Tundra, you're saying that's kind of the overall methodology, I guess. Correct. Yeah, correct. So if I were to talk a little bit more about, specifically about the Tundra, so Tundra is a TNGA-F platform. So that platform is uh, also shared with uh, Land Cruiser, the current Land Cruiser, which is called a 200 series. And then the new one, which is called a 300 series. So that, that will also use TNGA-F platform. And then, uh, of course, uh, go, be going, going beyond that, there is a, a Lexus LX, then there is a Sequoia, there is a Tacoma, and then Lexus GX. So they all share the same TNGA-F platform. And also, is the Forerunner in the same family? Do you know? Uh, uh, yes, sorry. Yeah, Forerunner is also going to adopt a TNGA-F platform. But of course, all these cars have different sizes, right? So they're all body on frame, but they have different sizes. So, and like right now, or up to now, I guess, Toyota has produced the Tacoma and the Tundra at the same factory in San Antonio, for example, right? Right, yes. And uh, to me, or to, to kind of a, 
more common person who doesn't know the interworkings is it's kind of interesting because you're building two different widths and sizes and lengths of a vehicle on the same uh, kind of a factory line. Um, so can you talk to me about that? How difficult is that? Sure, sure. So, I mean, there's a lot that goes into not just engineering of engineering of trucks and cars, but also sorting out how they're going to be manufactured. But um, there's there's a very, very important point about manufacturing cars or trucks, and we call those locating pins. So underneath the car, or in this case, the truck, there is two or three locating pins that has to pivot and hold um, the body frame in place to move them through the manufacturing process. You don't want to move the locating pins from one model to the next model because then the entire uh, supporting structure underneath the equipment, what we call the equipment fixtures, the automation equipment, all of them have to be re-engineered if you move the pivoting point up and down. But if you keep the locating pins the same, by stretch the frame or the body longer or shorter, uh, you still have to re-engineer many parts of manufacturing, but it's way simpler mm. because they can share the same uh, holding fixture, we call it. So in the case of, uh, let's say, comparing Tundra to the future Tacoma or Land Cruiser, let's say, they're going to have to stretch the, the frame to some degree. Okay, Most of the stretching is going to be on the body that's going to go above the frame but of course between let's say Tanjiro and Tacoma the frame has to be different size right so they're going to stretch it so the the, the front and back part portion will get um, longer possibly a little bit wider but the locating pins should be the same so that makes it possible to um, synchronize the manufacturing process among all these different models because the the fixture that holds the frame in place can still be used so that's one technique. And to be honest, um, this so-called platform sharing technology within Toyota is massive. Mm -hmm. So most people don't know like RAV4 shares platform with many hundreds of different Toyota cars. And so if you look underneath, if you think of the car as a like a Kleenex box, then out, what you see outside the box might be different, but underneath the base, it's actually very similar among many, many different cars already. So the, the underneath, it's like a skateboard, we call mm -hmm. it in the electric, uh, electric car terminology. Mm -hmm. But even in the gasoline car, the platform underneath is very similar and shared across the board. So that's how they reduce the cost and to, um, and to make it simpler to produce more and more different variations. That's very interesting. And uh, you mentioned the left cruiser a couple of times, right? So currently in the North America, United States, uh, the 200 series, Toyota said that they will discontinue that uh, model uh, for at least a North America or United States market. Um, and 300 series is coming, right? Yes. And it still hasn't been unveiled yet officially. Right. Um, and then obviously there's some, obviously probably sharing. Um, so what do we know about the 300 series, the next Land Cruiser? Do we know anything as far sure, as sure. what it will be? Right. So we don't. What we don't know is whether they will bring back the new version of Land Cruiser for the North American market. So we don't know that. That's a marketing decision. But of course, a new Land Cruiser will be introduced to other markets, Asia and Europe, and so forth. And so there has been a number of uh, leaked photos out there already. So if you Google that, I think I'm sure it'll come out. But um, but uh, the new 300 series will come out this year because I speak Japanese. I'm you know stay in touch with the Japanese media. And uh, everything points to May introduction. 
uh, as a Japanese introduction. So I think it will be unveiled around May, June timeframe. And then uh, followed by, I guess we'll find out whether Toyota USA will introduce it, bring it back to North America. My feeling is that they will not do that uh, because uh, it's too close to Lexus LX. Mm -hmm. And so I think they would prefer to have that differentiation and really focus on other Toyota products and not have a two products that's too similar to each other. So, but, so sorry, go ahead. But what can we learn from kind of the other markets? Because uh, there's a lot of kind of rumors surrounding this three and a half liter engine or the sure. turbocharged engine that the 300 series Land Cruiser may have in other markets like Australia, Asia, like you said, um, other uh, territories. Um, sure. Can we learn anything from that or is it just kind of out there? Good. So that's a really great question, Andre. So everything right now, all the um, information that I can gather points to um, the Land Cruiser, at least in the sort of Western market, to have the 3.5 liter twin turbo V6. Now, officially it's actually, uh, it's actually a 3.444 liter engine. So it's not quite 3.5. It's the engine that's used in the current Lexus LS. Uh, now it's a little bit odd to use um, a car engine over to a truck. So they're gonna have to modify the engine fair amount, but it's the only twin turbo V6 that's in the current Toyota lineup. And because Toyota does not like to introduce brand new engine with a brand new car to, because they're a very risk averse company, right? So you can't take a chance with a brand new body and a brand new powertrain. So they're going to stay with the tried and true. And so we suspect that the twin turbo V6 from the Lexus LS will be modified for truck market and introduced to the Land Cruiser along with, uh, of course, they will eventually hit the uh, Tundra as well. And, and then, of course, the big question is that there will also be a hybrid version of that. So right now, there is no 3.5 liter V6 twin turbo combined with hybrid anywhere in the Toyota lineup. Mm. Right now, the, the hybrid that you see in Lexus LS is using a non-turbo 3.5 with a hybrid system with a motor. So, but we, everything we're hearing, hearing is saying that they will combine the turbo, twin turbo 3.5 with a motor to create the hybrid. So that will be a new combination that we have not seen anywhere else yet. So would that show up in Land Cruiser and eventually to Tundra? That's what, I, that's what we think so. But of course, uh, we're but not we 100% know, sure. We don't, know we, don't know, sure. we don't know for sure yet, yeah. Mm -hmm. And then, the, but the Land Cruiser, like the 300 series in Japan will have like diesel engine options and smaller, smaller four-cylinder engine options. So that those will not come to North America anyway. So we, our focus really is on that 3.444 liter engine, which we think that's going to be the case. So if people are still hoping and wishing that the V8 engine will carry over through the Land Cruiser onto the Tundra, that's not gonna happen because the, um, we already heard a number of rumors that both the Alabama factory in the US and the Tahara plant in Japan, both of factories I've been to, um, they have. They are going to stop producing the V8 engine in a few years. So they're not going to stop producing a V8 engine in a few years, and then still put a V8 engine in a new model, which has a long life cycle, right? I see. Yeah, a lot of people hoped because recently the uh, Lexus IS F Sport came out, um, and it has a five-liter V8. And I got a lot of emails and texts uh, and messages about 
wait, they have a five liter engine. You know, why don't they use that now? You know, <laughs> but it's not that simple, of course, right? Because a performance car may not may have different life than a truck, right? Yeah, I think in that case, it's a, it's a sort of marketing strategy to give a new life to the IS because it's, uh, even though it was revised and facelifted this, you know, recently, it's not, uh, it's not all new model and they got to compete with uh, Acura TOX, uh, you know, Type S coming up. So I think that was a marketing decision to put that engine in there, kind of surprised all of us, mm -hmm. but that engine cannot go into a truck. It's a different type of engine altogether. It was never engineered to go into a truck. So that's a... Yes, that's a nice uh, wish list of things to happen, but I don't think that's going to happen. Gotcha. So recently, we also had some um, prototype images that came out that showed underneath this Tundra prototype, right? And yes, it also yes. showed it also showed some of the grill, and you've uh, you've kind of used that image, right, um, in your renderings. Uh, but it looked like the underneath the axle itself, um, some of the placement of the fuel tank and the frame. Uh, first of all, it was coil suspension, correct? So yes, not, yeah. Not leaves in the back, which is traditional how trucks have been designed. Um, and then uh, some people also pointed to, to me that said, you know, that rear end with coils looks similar to the Land Cruiser. Do you have any uh, insight into mm -hmm. that? Right. So because the uh, Tundra well shared the TNGAF platform with the Land Cruiser. So first of all. If if what looks if what we saw underneath looks like what is either in the current Land Cruiser or the next generation Land Cruiser, that makes sense. They're going to share the same platform. Now, I don't think what uh, what was shown in those leaked photo is the current 200 series Land Cruiser. That wouldn't make sense because Land Cruiser is also all new. Mm -hmm. um, so what's likely happening is that the 300 series Land Cruiser underpinning. And suspension is probably very similar to the 200 series and looks similar because mm -hmm. they don't need to make a, a huge change uh, again between the two. So that's what I think it is. It, it is still using the 300. It is using the new 300 series Land Cruiser. But however, I as, as you pointed out in the last video, you know, the, the uh, exhaust is on the um, opposite side to normal. Yeah. Right. So is it possible they were using, you know, I mean, the only possible explanation for that is because it's an engineering prototype. Did they use the underpinning and the chassis from a 300 series Land Cruiser from Japan and place the Tundra body on top because they share the same platform uh, for the purpose of testing mm -hmm. with, uh, with the uh, idea that, of course, they'll switch over to the other side when the official model comes out. That would be the only thing I can think of because okay. it's kind of weird it will be on that side. Yeah. yeah, it is. It is kind of strange because we're not used to that. It's either you know dual system where you have two exhausts coming out, or on the passenger side, not the driver. Right. Um, but yeah, um, I, I wanted to ask you a little bit about this because, well, first of all, TFL. We're here in Colorado. We see a lot of prototypes also because there is high elevation testing in the mountains. There is cold weather also that uh, happens in the mountains. Cold weather testing. Um, how do some of the manufacturers, uh, first of all, you know, they need to test in the real world because you can only do so many simulations, right? Right. And so many kind of computer design. Um, and then, but they need to camouflage the vehicle, right? Yes. And, yes, then, yeah. and then how soon, is there kind of a guideline on, you know, is it a year in advance or two years in advance that you put your vehicle um, in a camouflage state? How does that work? Sure, sure. So, so 
you know, there's like uh, there is a, a number of different stages the uh, car companies have to go through before the production. So, um, so the the most important date is what we call SOP, which is stands for start of production. So Toyota never misses SOP SOP date, regardless of the pandemic or maybe the chip shortage might affect them. But generally speaking, they stay true to that date. They 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 they, they um, engineer inside the uh, the schedule. So. Let's assume for a moment that the latest Tanja will appear um, November, December, let's say worst case scenario. Let's so if say you work, December. Let's say, let's say December. December. Okay. okay. So you got to work backwards. It's going to take two, three months, right, for the product to be manufactured and shipped to dealer. So that means uh, no, no matter what, the final version has to be up and running and being produced on a regular basis by September, August, September timeframe. Okay. So that means by uh, three months before that, the all the engineering prototypes are completed, and basically they're they're producing Tundra at a lower volume to test out the equipment. So that will bring it to June. So by June they're producing the uh, something close to the actual models we will get. So if you keep working backward, then the what we're seeing in the leaked photo, those are those are very early prototypes but um, as you know the most recent one we saw has the vinyl camouflage mm -hmm. those are probably more recent because they absolutely have to cover the body because the underneath is probably likely very close to the real one and i know for sure those are very close to the final product because you can see the grill now the honeycomb uh, grill that we saw, the bright mm -hmm. grill behind the behind the camouflage, mm -hmm. and that they look production to me. They look production ready. So they that would be the what we call the stage three or stage four prototype, which is just before the final production. So that those would have been in 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 production or in in prototyping stage three to six months before the final production, which means which makes sense, right? So the last uh, six months or so is when they will be running around with this final version. And so they, they will be 98%, 99% close to the final model. Uh, and then anything before that, so going back about, uh, let's say last summer or earlier, mm -hmm. would be stage two or stage one or stage two prototype. So they could still change a little bit, um, but typically speaking, design is locked in a year to year and a half before production. So by early, you know, by January of last year, all design would have been totally locked in because suppliers and everyone else has to build it. Mm -hmm. So, um, but you know, as you get closer and closer to the production date, they're going to camouflage more and more. And if they don't camouflage, they begin to peel, out, peel away the camouflage, I think it's on purpose to allow some media to pick it up and to create uh, the hype for the new model. Um, but Honestly, Toyota has such extensive design and uh, field testing ability, uh, capability. They don't actually have to bring it out to the street to test, do the final testing. Uh, eventually they will, like you said, for high altitude, for winter testing, uh, but they can test it in their field for longest time. So that happens for a few years before that. Yeah, and also obviously all manufacturers have some sort of proving grounds, right? And their own facilities where they test vehicles. And actually, it's interesting when you said, you know, last year, um, I remember uh, some of our viewers, you know, sent us images, I want to say a year ago, of camouflaged trucks that looked like Tundra prototypes, but they had old cab. It looked like that uh, uh, the whole cab was current Tundra, but maybe, you know, because of the bed length, it looked like it was longer. 
So, <laughs> and the, everybody was saying, wait a minute, why are they using the same cab, you know, on this truck? But it, it's, it's, you know, that wasn't the final product, right? Right. That, that was right. just probably a prototype that was being tested. Right. So that will be an earlier prototype, engineering prototype. So that's to, for the purpose of testing the mechanics of the truck. So they, they can place any parts of the old body on top of the new frame and the new engine and then test it out. But that, that only carries on for a very, very short time because you have to eventually put the new body in. Mm -hmm. It's either that or the, the, or the cab, it, it just looks like old, but it could be the new model. I don't think that's the case, but, mm -hmm. but, um, but they do that all the time. They put the old body on top of the uh, new frame and it's easy with trucks because all the powertrain is stuck to the frame and not to the body, right? Yeah, and I think the other thing that's interesting, you're saying, you know, sometimes manufacturers peel away some of the camouflage to raise excitement, but there's also engineering behind it. I mean, because, you know, aerodynamics or some other factors, maybe fuel economy, uh, because I know, uh, I think it was a couple of years ago, the new Ram heavy duty trucks were coming out. And actually uh, we saw, or the spy photographers saw uncovered Ram new trucks driving in public before the world debut. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, right. so they decided, you know, we can't wait. Um, let's send them out and gather some more data. Um, and they did it. <laughs> that was kind of crazy. Right. So the other type of camouflage is the stick-on type, like a wrap, like a body wrap. And, you know, you see this kind of circle or, you know, kind of funny looking pattern. So yeah. if they plaster that on the body, then it's, it's as close as you can get to testing in the real world. Um, but the one that we're seeing so far with Toyota is the vinyl uh, the vinyl um, camouflage. That one has to eventually come out, like you said, because you need to, you know, check for wind noise and other things that can only be tested with the camouflage out. Mm -hmm. uh, so, but yes, but some some car companies like the Ram or Dodge may reveal, you know, sort of show more skin, I guess, simply mm -hmm. because uh, they're ready for some excitement before the official launch. So, that's that's I guess anybody's guess, but. Toyota is very secretive and they're very good at being secretive. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, we're actually pretty fortunate to see so much leaked photo from Tundra because so far there has been nothing on the Forerunner or the Tacoma, right? Tacoma is still two years away, uh -huh. but Forerunner is next year. So we should be seeing something so far, but the difference between uh, the Forerunner and Tundra is the Forerunner is built in the Tahara factory in Japan. So if there is a camouflaged photo, it will be revealed in Japan versus here and there's less people taking picture of camouflage cars in Japan than here. So that's probably why we don't, we haven't seen it yet. That's very interesting. Um, yeah, so can we talk a little bit about your rendering uh, now? So- Yes, absolutely. So, so a couple of images came out where uh, this uh, new Tundra kind of a front end uh, was a bit visible. And the best way I describe it, I can describe it as far as the new headlight design. And once again, we don't know if this is official, right? Or if this is gonna be, you know, for real, um, but it almost looks like, kind of like the current Forerunner in a way. Do you think that's fair to say with kind of horizontal lights up front that are also has like a vertical signature? Right, so if you just look at the headlight portion, so there has been a number of leaked photos that clearly, clearly shows the headlight portion. And so if you look at it, there is some similarities to the Forerunner with the teardrop design, although the, 
The turn signal portion stretches a little bit further into the front quarter panel, so that's different. And there's a big, very dramatic drop from the headlight down. There's a dramatic drop into like again teardrop style. So that's somewhat unique to the Tundra. Mm -hmm. But uh, I mean, obviously they're going to carry some family resemblance, so it's not surprising that it has some uh, features of the Forerunner, which people like it very much. Mm -hmm. um, and then as you pointed out in the last video, you guys did, for the first time we can see the, the grill behind the camouflage and it looks like a chrome uh, honeycomb design. And so, I mean, my my prediction or my forecast is that that particular model is the the more luxury version, the limited or platinum or even 1794 if that comes out. Mm -hmm. And as you probably know, what Toyota does with new model is that depending on the models, the front grille changes quite dramatically. So even if you look at the Camry or other models, the um, the front design changes based on what trim levels they have. So I suspect that there is one one grill, one look for the limited Platinum 1794 models, and another design for the TRD Pro or the either off-road or sport type models. So one is more off-road looking and one is more luxurious looking. So I've done the rendering on both types. I'm pretty confident that the TRD Pro and the limited that you're you're showing is reasonably accurate. I mean, I can never guarantee anything, but what I've done is uh, it's a composite of all the things I've seen so far. And in fact, the uh, the honeycomb grill that I've uh, pasted onto my rendering, I actually took the snip snippet of the grill from your rendering, uh, sorry, from your spy photos, and then and then multiplied it and pasted onto the to the rendering to scale. So it's, it's exactly the replica of the spy photo. So I'm pretty confident they're accurate, but uh, I know lots of people are saying, you know, how do you know if this is accurate or not? Well, there's been enough leaks uh, of the different parts of the Tundra. When you put them all together in the composite format and you scale it to correctly using engineer method, it has to be pretty accurate. So I'm pretty confident about that. Okay, that's very interesting. And uh, obviously, Toyota, I'm sure, and uh, I think most people would agree, they would have a, a wide range of trim levels, right? Right. Like you said, yes. you know, the base level, the SR, maybe the SR5, uh, maybe the Sport, right? Uh, right. TRD Off-Road, TRD Pro, Limited, Platinum, because that's what competitors are doing, right? Exactly, so yes. Look at, if you look at competition for GM, RAM, um, they have a wide range, uh, array of trim levels, also powertrains, right? Power levels, different power levels, different powertrains. Um, so I think what we're seeing a glimpse of here for the Tundra is, once again, a unique grill maybe for each trim, right? Correct. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I think a couple of them might share a similar look, but uh, between, the again, the off-road-ish models and the more luxurious models, they will have two complete distinct uh, grill for sure. Yeah, and I'm sure, I mean, so as with any company, right, you want to be competitive, you want to take market share, right, from, from others, not, not just maintaining where you, you know, where you've been. So um, I'm really curious to see, you know, exactly what like technology Toyota puts in the truck, right, because, you know, they have access to all the latest stuff. Correct, um, yes. And obviously, we don't have some of that information right now. And yeah. also, um, you know, there's a new renewed, I guess, uh, focus on off-road, right? Um, the Ram TRX, you know, this is kind of a high-powered, 
um, you know, really capable suspension truck. Uh, there's a Ford Raptor. Um, do you think is there, could could Toyota do something above the TRD Pro, or do you think their TRD Pro is kind of like their top uh, top off road uh, offering? So good question. But if you look at the history of how Toyota markets cars and trucks. They don't actually ever go to that level. They reserve the highest performance for Lexus models, right? And Lexus doesn't have a pickup truck, at least not yet. Mm -hmm. So I don't, I mean, who knows? There might be like a TRD Pro and a TRD Pro, I don't know, Max or something else above it. But I really don't think Toyota will, at least in this life cycle, produce a high output, high performance version uh, at, the, at the level of the Raptor or the TRX. I don't think they would do that. It's not in their nature to do that. Mm -hmm. um, in much the same way, if you look at the rest of the Toyota lineup, they haven't done that with uh, their models. So, yeah, But I mean, um, to, stock, to focus on their TRD Pro line currently, Mm -hmm. um, and they've refined the suspension over several over years. Over many times, yes. Yeah. Uh, right now, they have the latest Fox shocks. You know, they have special tuning, obviously, um, and a lot of other suspension technologies that they're using. And actually, it's quite good. You know, it's, it's very it's, good. Yeah. It's very competitive. Yeah. I have a Tacoma TRD Pro and I put a deposit on Tundra. So uh, hopefully I'll be able to get uh, Tundra TRD Pro. But I think the first year, just to go back to this conversation, I think the first year when the new Tundra comes out, the TRD Pro will not be available. Mm -hmm. Typically, Toyota waits about a year before they introduce some more limited edition models. So I suspect the Tundra TRD Pro will be next year, again, with those suspension pieces. But uh, I think there seems to be reserving the um, the hybrid version, the V6 twin turbo hybrid for the higher performance version. So maybe that will be reserved for the limited or platinum or the uh, TRD Pro. Mm -hmm. And the rest of the lineup might have the regular twin turbo V6. That's my suspicion. That's, that's very but, interesting. Uh, um, and I, I'm like, whenever I mentioned um, a Toyota truck, either the Tundra, the Tacoma, everybody says, when is it coming? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I know, I know. Uh, we all uh, want to know. So, so yeah. So, and I think, thank you very much for sharing. You know what? You know your insight on this, um, and I think it's kind of makes it, at least in my mind, a better picture of what's happening because it sounds like Toyota is focused first for North America uh, on the Tundra, right? Yes. That, that seems to be their focus now, and then up, up after that, potentially, uh, what is it, Tacoma and Forerunner, right? Mm -hmm. um, I'm not sure exactly, I guess, what order that would be. Sure. I can give you a little bit of insight on that. So as far as I know, um, again, using publicly available information and plus some of my insight. So what's going to happen is that, that my best guess is that in May, we will see the Land Cruiser come out, probably in Japan. And then uh, June, Tanja will be revealed. I'm sure it won't be later than June. That's my suspicion. And then following very closely, Lexus LX should be introduced uh, end of this year or early 2022 because it's all based on Land Cruiser. It will look very similar. So that's the next one. And then uh, the Sequoia will come early, 2020, early 2022 also okay. because it's based on Tundra. And they already announced that it's going to be sometime in, not, I shouldn't say announced, but there's been some leak. Uh, information is showing Sequoia will be introduced in the first six months of the 2022. So that's Sequoia next. And then the uh, Forerunner will be after that. So Forerunner will be, I, my suspicion will be uh, summer 2022. 
So about a year after Tundra, the Forerunner should come out. Uh, and then by that time, the uh, because the Lexus GX is based on the Forerunner platform, if they keep the same uh, engineering platform, then that will come out about six months after that. So mm -hmm. Tacoma, I know people. Are, some people are thinking Tacoma will come out next year. No, that's Tacoma is a year after. Mm -hmm. So Tacoma is 2023 timeframe. Uh, so if you look at year by year, this year is the Tundra and Land Cruiser. Next year is the uh, the LX, the Forerunner, and Sequoia. Yeah. Right. And then the following year, 2023, will be when the Tacoma will come out. So that's my best guess. I'm pretty sure I'm in the ballpark there. Uh, and uh, so that's sort of the timeline I'm thinking will happen in the next uh, two to three years. Have they announced where the Sequoia will be built? Do we know that? Uh, yeah, Sequoia is moving. So it's currently it was being built in their Indiana plant uh, where the Highlander is also built, but they already ceased the production there. And Sequoia is moving to San Antonio, Texas with Tundra, which makes sense because they share the same platform. Mm -hmm. And then in that process, the Tacoma, which is being produced in San Antonio right now, is being moved out to the two Mexican factories in Mexico, mm -hmm. uh, which is already producing the Tacoma now. But they're going to stop producing the Tacoma in San Antonio, Texas, and it's going to be replaced by the Sequoia production. So I know some people aren't happy about that, but this is Toyota. It doesn't matter where they are produced in the world. They have the same standard, same high level of quality. So it, 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 people don't have to worry they're produced. It's going to be just as good as where it's built in the U.S. Yeah, because the process is the same, like you're saying, right? And the methodology. Exact same thinking, yeah. yes, yeah. And I, I visit, visited probably more than 50 factories within the Toyota family, and I'm telling you, they all function the same. That's very interesting. Well, David, thank you for spending the time. Um, I know we went a little bit longer than we hoped, but uh, this is very interesting. I really appreciate that. Absolutely. We're really happy to be here, Andre, and um, perhaps more to come in my channel if you come and visit in the future. But uh, for now, I just want to thank you and very honored to be on your channel. Great, great uh, folks you guys are. So thank you so much. Thank you, David. And as always, uh, Automotive Press is where you can find David. Uh, on either YouTube or automotivepress.com, uh, the website. Thank you, guys. Great. Thank you so much. Thanks, Andre. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. 
If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.